Arboria. Welcome to Yeah But the Podcast. My name is Vivian Gabor, and I have the pleasure, the honor, the the distinction of getting to sit down <laughs> with Brooklyn's own, New York's own, the world's own, Lady Berica Andrews. Hello. Hello. I'm going to change my tagline to the, 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 <laughs> the, the. the. Fill in the blanks. Perfect. Yeah, just that would be the best drag name ever. Just the. Oh my god! Welcome to the stage. I think the. We, <laughs> the. And people are like waiting, and then the show just starts, and you're like, "What is happening?" <laughs> Who out there wants to be a drag baby of mine and Vivian's? Because. <laughs> I remember at one point, like, crazy drag names, like, the drag names of, like, European queens are my favorite thing of all time. And I, so I, like, follow people just who have cool names. Like, I don't care what else they do, just if they have a cool name. I know there was someone out there at one point just called Soup. And I love that. (laughs) Like, I have to remember to welcome to the up. stage, soup. <laughs> I I wish I had the foresight for something like that. Uh, Me too. I was I took far too long to came up come up with uh, a name that was jacked from two legendary queens. <laughs> that is very true, um, Lady Bear. Why don't you Lady tell Bear? people? Yeah, tell people about it. Just in case um, they don't know their history, their history. Yeah. So first of all, learn your history. And I guess that's <laughs> maybe part of what you're here for. But uh, Lady Berica Andrews came from, at first, when I first started doing, dra- well, the first name was Berricunt Lada. <laughs> and I was like, that's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, my God. offensive in many ways. Uh, <laughs> I mean, um, go for it. <laughs> whatever. I was really into it for a, a hot second, Barracunt. Uh, and then it turned into Lady Barracca Andrews. I'm sure there was some stuff in between there. I, I also thought maybe I had Chad Michaels it for a while and and thought maybe I'd just use my real name. But um, I decided not to do that. Uh, I'm not Lady brave Bar- enough for that. <laughs> yeah, I still think just a Jason would be okay. But like whatever um for my wrestling listeners out there that's my shoot name in case you don't know uh lady Bar- or jason allen harris um anyway lady berica andrews came from lady bear and uh, erica andrews erica andrews is a legendary pageant queen trans woman uh was in um ticked off tea girls with knives 
with Willem, which is one of the best, campiest movies of all time. I haven't seen it in years, but I think they might have taken it. I think they might have taken it off streaming because of the the T word. Um, <laughs> but honestly, these the T word was widely accepted by mm-hmm. the culture at that time, and I think it's offensive that if that's the reason they took it down. But yeah. um, that's just my opinion. Um, <laughs> And then Lady Bear, I don't know as much about Lady Bear, but I know she's very gender fuckery. She's a big bear. Uh, she's a teacher. Uh, she's very sweet from what I can gather. I've never seen her perform. <laughs> I've never seen her do anything. <laughs> also, I just have to say, I chose that name not knowing that I would ever do anything with drag. Just drag started off as a hobby. Uh, I often think I should just start going by Verica, but that also just happened naturally. People just call mm-hmm. me Verica. Not everyone uses all three names, and I actually <laughs> prefer Lady Verica or Verica than Lady Verica Andrews, honestly. But um, that's that's how I got it, and it was in honor of these legends. Um, yeah, I am not an Andrews sister. <laughs> <laughs> We can all dream, though. The video of um, Erica Andrews at, what was it, Miss Continental, which, what year was it? It was one of the years she where she was- did the, the um, Joan, um, Joan Crawford uh, performance. No, no, no. I- she did, it was the, the one where she has the Pepsi, the, the bottle of Pepsi that she brings out at the end. Um, it's, okay. It's so good. I'll send you the link. It's incredible. She won Miss Continental that year with a solo um, uh, uh, talent, and people don't win with solo talents. It's that good. Yeah. It's it's an incredible video. I loved the idea of mixing these two legendary people into my own persona because at the time, and I didn't know, understand how much work it took to be a pageant person, uh, at the time and obviously I've not done that with my life but um, <laughs> uh, if you know me uh, I thought how great it would be to be a gender fuckery pageant girl mm-hmm. and now I still have that kind of I still have that little hey JJ's being crazy and I'm gonna say no JJ okay JJ when I'm not paying JJ's my dog and when I'm not paying attention, he will often take things under the bed and chew on them. This time, it was a glass candle holder. That's such a great idea. That's absolutely what I would choose to chew on. AJ, no. Okay. <laughs> I will give you, go Go take you care might, of that. You might need to cut this because he's got a bottle totally of melatonin. Totally fine. Uh, melatonin totally fine. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> It's really tough being a single parent. <laughs> um, puppy with puppy with the death wish. <laughs> seriously, uh, he's gotten. He started getting up onto my night table. He never. He would usually just take like a shoe from the ground, but now he's like 
hopping up on stuff to grab new things. I mean, you've got to explore every every level of the apartment for things that might kill you. Oh. Um, well, we'll see what happens, folks. Uh, tune in for, <laughs> uh, What was I saying about... Uh, yeah, so I thought it might be a really cool idea to be like this gender fuckery pageant girl. Uh, I found that pageants weren't necessarily for me. Um, <laughs> although I've never done like a legit pageant. I think I would... I think I'm still open to the idea of doing like a legit pageant, raising money and actually asking for people to help me. But like competitions and stuff became not my thing. I think a pageant is different though. Yeah. I tried, I, I did kind of like a half pageant when I was first starting in Seattle and it just, it's, it was so much work and I'm way too competitive and it made me more enemies than friends because I just, I can't like people when I'm in a competition with them. <laughs> I can't do the whole, like, we're in a competition, but at the end of this, we're friends. Like in my mind, it will always be, how dare you, you beat me and I will not like you anymore. You did great at Mix Nobody and you made some friends. <laughs> Although that's, that's true. Like, that's a different story. Mix Nobody's a different pageant. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's uh, the pageant I did not get to host this year. Um, mm. It would have been the fifth year. Oh. I know. Um, There's always next year. It's always next Good year. Good old 2021 that we're hanging all of our we're hopes just on. just hanging <laughs> all the hopes. <laughs> Setting us setting ourselves up for a huge failure. <laughs> I hope not. Let's like just. <laughs> My whole thought process during this whole thing, like once we got past the hoping it was only going to be a few months thing. And like settling in for the long haul, my only thought is thinking back to like past world plagues and pandemics and realizing that like, like the 1918 flu was like three years of that. Uh -huh. And the plague before that was like ten years, and like, so I'm just like, okay, so what, what, what am I gonna do for the next like five to ten years? What's inside? the reality of this? <laughs> yes, I didn't go much before the 1918 um, flu, um, because I, I, I tried to take into account technology, and hopefully, <laughs> uh, uh, a vaccine will come sooner than three years uh i know i guess the i guess the record for a u.s vaccine or a vaccine is four years right now great but that also like includes you know pharmaceutical companies that are willing to actually like give people the vaccines and governments that are willing to like and this was for the months. anyway <laughs> this was for the mumps which was literally like 50 years ago so yeah. Hopefully something has changed. Um, anyway, yeah. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> something a little lighter than that. <laughs> um, so I didn't, I met you before I even moved to New York because y'all gave me one of my first gigs in New York. I came and did the brunch that you had mm -hmm. way back at Bazaar. I miss that brunch. I miss that venue. I do not miss the people that ran it. But that <laughs> show is so much fun. We had so much fun. I think Emmy, Emmy great booked you, technically, mm -hmm. right? Yes. And then I met you day of or something. Mm -hmm. um, and it was so much fun. You really brought it. I remember, I remember being sent the like, okay, we need like eight songs from you in a folder. And I was just like, 
oh no, what did I get myself into? <laughs> and then yeah. I got there and it was so relaxed and so much fun. I was like, okay, never mind. This is not what I was worrying it was going to be. <laughs> you were definitely more prepared than you needed to be. Uh, which My I life is a Virgo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I do, uh, yeah, I prefer like a very kind of improv room for shenanigans show. Mm -hmm. For sure. And then you also have, so you have your own podcasts. You, mm -hmm. you have a lot of varied interests and one of those mm -hmm. is wrestling. And I know literally nothing about wrestling. <laughs> Except for Glow. I know Glow. <laughs> The TV show or the original original women's wrestling league? The new TV show. Okay. Uh, <laughs> to be fair, I didn't know much about wrestling until I started doing this show. We have a show called, okay, so well first, I have a group called The Nobodies. It's me and DJ Action Report, and formerly uh, one of the founders was Ariel Italic, but she's dead now. <laughs> she, she retired. In spirit, in spirit. In spirit. Uh, if you Not physically. She still does... <laughs> She still uh, posts mortemly tweets, post po posthumously tweets. Uh, so if yeah. you, can, you can follow her on Twitter. Um, so we have a group and we've been doing shows and stuff for a long time. And then we were doing this show called Nobody's Talking Shit, which was a live talk show. Um, oh my God, I love that. <laughs> which was a lot of fun. We had different segments and we would do a topic every week um, for about 15 of our friends. Uh, for about six months, but that was the first show we ever did. So, a few years, a couple of years later, one uh, one of our friends had the idea uh, for us to um, to video us talking about wrestling, and so it became nobody's watching wrestling, um, and it was the same premise as nobody's talking shit, except we were watching a particular show of wrestling, um, and it. We posted the first episode thinking, oh, this will be a fun one-time one deal. And it went viral. We had immediately in the first day 30,000 views, I want to oh say. God. Yeah. And so we were like, oh, I guess we're doing this now. Um, <laughs> uh, which was, it's been, it's been a wild ride. And so that original Nobody's Talk or Nobody's Watching Wrestling turned into we we started making friends in the wrestling world and we have guest stars usually what we would do is just so for instance wwe has um certain pay-per-view shows so we would review the pay-per-views uh, every month or whatever and then we do smaller stuff and it kind of overtook our lives for a little bit um and then Ariel left and we were fully planning on, she told us a year ago that she was gonna uh, retire and we were fully planning on um, kind of revamping the nobodies, inviting other people into the, the, the YouTube series. I don't know if I mentioned that, it started as a YouTube series. <laughs> um, and the pandemic happened, her retirement got postponed, uh, our ideas got postponed and then and then in May, I had the idea, I was like, I need to do something. I hate digital drag. Um, <laughs> I don't hate it. It's just not something that I found exciting mm -hmm. for me. And no, I, I wasn't laughing because I was like, lol, that's, that's the tea. I'm laughing because I feel like there's been this shift specifically in the last like two weeks where all queens were like, oh my God, digital drag is so much fun. And now we're all just like, 
don't make us do this anymore. <laughs> totally, 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 totally. I, I figured that out very early on. I really tried to like make my style of drag work in the digital. I just, am, like I said, I'm such like an improver that like me preparing something 100% and videotaping it and then also becoming a fucking editor and all of mm-hmm. this shit. People don't realize how much an independent drag queen has to do. Yeah. I mean, it's just like watching YouTube and you're like, oh, that looks so easy. Like you're making tons of money for doing nothing. And you don't think about the fact of like, okay, sure. You may only be recording for an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah. And then there's like eight hours of editing and then you have to figure out sound effects and you have to change all the coloring and then you have to like. And if you ask for help, queer people love, like to pay their queer friends for their work. And so like, we're not, trying to ask for a bunch of shit for free uh, yeah. to do it. Although there are collaborations. I just like, the way that I would want to do something like that would take too much work and too much effort to learn very quickly. And with all the stress of being isolated and also mm-hmm. being fairly newly sober myself in isolation uh, was just like too fucking much for me. It was like, and then I would be constantly looking at the, 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 um, the count of how many people were in the room watching mm-hmm. you or whatever. And that's just too much for me. It's too much, <laughs> too much mental work. So in May, I was like, I want to do something. How about we just call our friends and check in on them and see how they're doing in the pandemic? Cause mm-hmm. you know, wrestling, we have a lot of wrestling friends, uh, the nobodies and I now and wrestling shut down just like drag did. Um, because it's such like a highly physical, uh, you're in each other's spaces. And I was like, this, this will be fun. And so I came up with the idea. I wrote a bunch of questions and it's just become, uh, we call it, what did I call it? <laughs> oh my God, I forgot what the name of my own show is. This happens all the time. This no, happens trust all the time. me, I do. I literally, I was recording a podcast with some the other day and I completely forgot their name. And I was like, I'm looking at you and we're going to re-record that intro. <laughs> it's okay, okay. Rewind. You don't have to edit this, but rewind. It's called nobody. <laughs> it's called nobody's saying hello. And it's just literally we call people and we check in on them and just have a little kiki. It's like a, it's I a love that. podcast. Um, we recently had David Arquette on there, like dream fucking come true. Um, no kidding. Dream come true. I am obs- obsessed Arquette family. Alexis Arquette is a blessing to the queer community or was, and she's such a spirit angel for me. Like um, um, in, in program sober, you know, in the sober programs, you, you are, one of the parts of step work uh, doing the 12 steps is to create your own higher power. And mine is kind of like this idea of like queer ancestors and like actual Mm. living or like actual ancestors and also living ancestors of the queer community and also my familial community. And she has definitely become one of those people that like I'll sometimes speak to or like Mm -hmm. think, think about when I'm having a problem her. And I think, when Larry Kramer died, he really became one of my guides. Um, one of my living guides is Alexandra Billings. Uh, um, so I think it's really important to remember our ancestry. Um, Absolutely. For sure. Um, 
So yeah, David Arquette has been on the show. We had Xavier Woods, who's a big WWE superstar, which was really fun. And we've, we've done a lot of indie wrestlers, uh, some local musicians and drag queens as well. It's a fun time. That's a fun time. Love it. Podcasts are the best. Being able, it's, being able to document people's lives is just my, my favorite thing. It's something I've always wanted to do. Like being it's, able to to get history recorded in yes. in a tangible way. Yes, and it's very little pressure. Like mm-hmm. we're gonna pretend for you that we're in full geesh while you're listening to us. Uh, I don't have to pretend. I'm absolutely like fully beat for the gods, completely she snatched. Is. I mean, I'm wearing that's what I a steelbone corset right now. That's what I meant. <laughs> you know, like I am in seventy two inch heels. The biggest yeah. wig, the biggest wig you've never seen. I was going to ask how that wig fit into the room, honestly. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I love podcasting. There's so much fun and 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 it allows for some connection and a little bit of, a bit of reprieve and we try not to get into anything too heavy on our show and um, I love it. You can it's on Spotify, it's on iTunes, it's uh, a bunch of other random podcast places that I've never even heard of. So probably you can find us. I I literally Googled this podcast the other day, just out of curiosity. And it's on so many platforms that I don't know how it got there. Uh -uh. Because I only submitted it to iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. And it's on, like, it's on SoundCloud. But because of all of that, it's just, it's everywhere so have at it glad to have you here wherever you found us (laughs) wherever you're listening from it's great what is it some of the names are just so spot on they're like podcast envy or podcast for you (laughs) you know i also went through this like the stage of because i i look up my stats and i look where people are from just out of curiosity like i don't tailor my podcast to anyone except myself but I'm curious and I look it up and I went through this stint last year where I was getting and and this will sound impressive until I qualify the statement I was getting like 2,000 listens per episode yeah but then I went into but then I went in to see where they were from. And at least 1,800 of, of those listens were all from one city in the Ukraine. I'm like, okay, who's who's trying to hack me right now? <laughs> like, it was a little terrifying. Some, some lonely queer, some lonely queer is just listening to you over and over and, and, and they, That was my hope that I was just I was fostering something in the in the the Ukrainian community that was just necessary, which is great. That's where my mom's family is from. So like great. Uh title of app, famous in the Ukraine. (laughs) Doing it. Doing it. Um, yeah, I love I, I love this format. Uh, once I and you actually helped me put our podcast, our original podcast, on SoundCloud. Remember, you helped me walk walk me. Through oh my that. god, I did. Yes, I was so fucking stressed out. I was like, what? And so stressed out, it took me another two years to get on any other platform but SoundCloud <laughs> and iTunes. <laughs> it's not that scary to anyone out there who wants to start a podcast. It's literally. It's literally not not that scary it really isn't like i i got really lucky the only reason i have microphones is because when i started my podcast i went on amazon and it was like um 
I just, I, I like did a cursory search on Google for like basic podcast microphones, found this one. And so I went to Amazon, like I clicked the little link and it was like, we're doing a special. You can get all of these things for $25. And I was like, oh my God. Okay. So I have bought been, three of them. <laughs> have you been using the same stuff since the beginning? Yes. Well, okay. No, sort of, kind of. Um, I need to get your I need to get your favorites because I have yet to buy myself a microphone. I mean, um, so when the podcast first started, I was very lucky in that I had a home bar in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a karaoke bar that had tons of sound equipment, and they let me come in every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Um, which was so much fun for my guests. It's like, yeah, let's record 10 a.m. on Tuesday. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um uh, we would come in at 10 a.m. on Tuesday to a bar while the like opening person was like going doing the registers and stuff like that in the like quietly in the background. And I would get us a dozen donuts. We'd have popcorn. We'd have coffee. Sometimes we'd put some like Irish cream or whiskey in it because duh. Duh. Um, and then I would use all of their equipment. <laughs> that was for so the nice. first like year. And then I had to move. And so I moved and got I didn't have to move. I moved to New York and then got my own microphones and stuff but i love that um i love that uh but it's story. it's not difficult it's we miss it's, our home bars we miss oh our my god bars. we sure do uh, our bedrooms are now everything literally like i don't know if you can see how beautifully set up my shelves are behind me you're so organized i'm in the process of purging a lot of my <laughs> shit um it's just because I'm in a play right now, and this is literally my, like, set as well as my bedroom. Oh, what play are you doing? Let me turn the interview mic off to you. What's the play that, <laughs> what's this play that you're doing the day before? Real name of the episode. Let's plug everything we're doing all at I once. I know, it's totally it. <laughs> It's great. Um, I'm doing a play with the University of Washington, um, which by the time this is posted will be over. So, sucks to be all of you that missed it. Well, it'll uh, probably be living on the internet like everything else in the that's world. That's true. Um, I don't. I know it was recorded. I don't know where it's going to be posted, but if I find out that information, I can link to it. There you go. Um, it's a play through the University of Washington, because um, my best friend from college is the director, and he needed some community members, and he messaged me. And he's like, "Can you be in this?" I was like, "Yeah, sure. It's on Zoom. I'm great. I'm not doing anything else." Um, and it's called "Love and Information" by Carol Churchill. And it's just these little tiny vignettes. Some of the scenes are literally a single line and that's it for the scene. I love it. And it's just like vignettes into people's lives and how they deal with different things. And basically we turned it into how we live in isolation with each other. And it's very fascinating and exciting. I'm excited to watch that. It just got a little bit of chills and like heart. heart <laughs> I can send you the information. It's, it's going up this weekend. We have three, three live performances. Just listen to Vivi and I catch up and send each other links. Well, actually, <laughs> here's us typing. <laughs> I mean, I mean, people gotta know how we're how we're surviving <laughs> these things. It's true. You know what? Uh, that I mean, that brings up a good point. Like, I'm in a, such a good mood today <laughs> um, because I finally have started to find some inspiration again. Mm. I thought I was fully going to give up drag. Like there's been moments, there's been moments since I started drag seven or eight years ago that I've throughout every year, there's always a moment where I'm like, is this, is this worth it? 
just worth what I'm spending on it? Is Every it time worth- I get into drag, as I'm putting on the course and I'm just like, why do I do this? Do I want yeah. to do this? Yes. Do I want but to then- quit right now? <laughs> Once you get on that fucking stage, it's all, that's all over. Uh, but yeah. since there aren't stages, it's been like this weird thing for me. Um, but um, just in the last couple of days, I've had some major inspiration and... Um, and part of that, my friend from Boy PKG, which is like a queer fashion line, Ooh. Um, based here in New York, gave me this beautiful poncho last or a caftan last night. It's like this oh. double, double netted yellow and black caftan, and I'm like, I think I think it's all happening because I'm gonna get woo woo here a little bit. Do it. It's all, Do it's it. All, please. It's all happening because I've started personally clearing some space for myself. I've been giving. Yes. I've been easing up on myself, like emotionally, and like I've not. I've been trying not to beat myself up. I've been doing trying to doing my nails, which always frustrated me to sit there and paint my nails because it would never be perfect type of thing. And just doing little things like that, clearing out old shit I don't use anymore. And I feel mm-hmm. like it's clearing up the space for creativity um, spiritually in a way. And um, I'm such a dork that like, I just have these stupid dorky ideas that are coming back to me. And it's all it's all just kind of lining up. And I feel really great about that. We were talking about Mercury, Mercury Retrograde, I think, before you we started were, recording. Yes. And it always, even, I don't even know when Mercury Retrograde is happening, nine times out of 10, but I usually work really well within Mercury Retrograde, and I don't know what the hell that means. Um, it probably means you were born during a Mer- Mercury Retrograde. That's what I thought. What I, I was thought. born during a Mercury Retrograde, and so I often find that whenever, when other people are like, oh, my life is falling apart because this is happening, I'm just sitting here like, well, I... Uh, feel more awake right now i yeah. cleaned my entire apartment Same. um i made three outfits today and uh, nope. i really want to actually work on these things <laughs> <laughs> so uh sucks to be you i'm sorry <laughs> sorry about your record retrograde girl um so yeah i'm just kind of riding that wave right now and it feels Good. Oh, mm-hmm. I do want to mention, just to plug myself yes. a little bit, if there's any listeners out there that want to put me into a theater production, I can't wait to start acting again. Oh my God, uh, it feels so good. And it's like, <sighs> it's wonderful because it's so low pressure because mm-hmm. it's my space. It's a it's a mm-hmm. room that I'm comfortable and relaxed in. So like the creative impulses are able to come more freely because mm-hmm. I'm not worried about a, I'm not worried about the people in the show watching me and judging me because when we're not on stage, we're literally checked out and like off like doing stuff. And then it's like, oh, that's the scene before mine. I should sit back down and and get ready to press on with my camera again. But also just, I don't know, it feels good to just be in a place where I'm really comfortable and be able to make acting choices that would feel silly on a stage to me. But since I'm sitting on my bed, it feels really comfortable and natural. I think that's so interesting. I think, I know I said I don't like digital drag. I don't like it for myself. I, mm-hmm. I'm seeing, I'm seeing, what I'm seeing happening is so many people blossoming right now mm-hmm. in their creative pursuits. And I'm seeing people like me 
take a step back and take a breather and not feel mm-hmm. so pressured to be out every night at a bar making appearances. Yeah. And, and I don't and feel the pressure free. and I, <laughs> that um, I also don't feel the pressure to have to perform things that will just make money. Yes. Like I feel like, like I started a series on my YouTube while we're plugging literally everything we're doing right now. Follow um, us everywhere. <laughs> I started a series on my YouTube channel called Viv's Voice because I'm I'm a trained vocalist. I'm a trained opera I knew singer. That. I don't think I've ever um, heard you sing. Exactly. You us, I don't give us a little thing. A little <laughs> Not right now, but you can go look at my YouTube channel later. YouTube.com you slash the Gaborium. Bing. Um, <laughs> but uh, you can't um, but yeah, I don't I don't normally sing in drag shows because you don't really get tipped a lot when you sing live. That's and I'm true. always worried about getting tipped. Unless yeah. you're like doing Ariana Grande and I can't my voice doesn't do that. Um <laughs> and so this has given me the opportunity to like take some of those songs that I really love singing and like I love a good ballad and you don't do a lot of ballads and drag shows in Manhattan at least. And I don't work, I never worked as much in Brooklyn because I lived in deepest, darkest Brooklyn and getting to Brooklyn gigs was like, Oh my God. So terrible. Three times longer than getting to Manhattan gigs. Yeah. Um, And so it's just, it's basically just giving me the chance to actually start exploring the things that make me happy again. Mm-hmm, and I think mm-hmm. that's the, that's what's going to get us through. Mm-hmm the Mm -hmm. pandemic is finding little things that make us happy and for me the way i was trying to do that originally was through food oh yeah (laughs) and like oh my god i haven't had ben and jerry's ice cream in forever i'm gonna go get a pint and then it'll last me like three days an hour later the whole thing's gone and i'm just like yeah oops that wasn't a little bit of happy that was a lot of happy all at once (laughs) and so like I got pretty candles that have pretty scents and like yes. I got a bottle of wine that's yes. really good and I I don't like drinking a lot of wine at at once yes. so like finding those little things that aren't going to like <laughs> I've overwhelm been doing, you but I've been doing a lot of skincare like spending money mm. on stuff that I wouldn't nor- like I bought a $30 bottle of facial cleanser but it's Ooh. so fucking good and I Which only one? need to Basia I don't know that company. It's B-O-S-C-I-A. I might be saying it wrong. Uh, a friend recommended it, and I love it. it makes my feel my skin feel top because believe it or not, listeners, I'm <gasps> almost 40. No, I don't believe it. Don't believe it. <laughs> it's okay. I just turned 30, and I feel like... It, <laughs> I, so... Tell 30. me how it feels. <laughs> I remember 30. First Tell off, me I feel... I feel no different, but very different. So yeah, like of course. the morning of my birthday. So I was go- I like did a birthday show and everything, but I had like, everything was pre-recorded. So I didn't have oh, to, yeah, 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 yeah. to do my, my show on my birthday, but I still got into drag on my birthday and like did- went live and did some stuff just for the fun of it. Cause I was sitting at home mm-hmm. and I found it was the strangest thing. It was like all of a sudden, the skin under my eyes was so much thinner and there were wrinkles in places I'd never seen them before. And like, it, like I had to actually start thinking about how much powder I put on my face. <laughs> I was just like, oh no, I'm old. I'm dying, I'm dying, I'm dying. <laughs> and now I, now I understand why people edit their pictures. <laughs> it seemed like 
when I realized I had this deep crevice on my forehead, it seemed like it happened over fucking night. Literally. Sure it wasn't. In my 20s, all I did to wipe my, wash my face was every once in a while I'd have that apricot scrub that's fucking everywhere. No! It's so bad for your skin! Or, or it would just be a washcloth and water. And my skin (laughs) was good. Um, I mean, I've been blessed with like, yeah good decent skin (laughs) so i never have really had to worry about it except for like in high school but uh yeah so skincare um food right when the pandemic i I gained a lot of weight during pandemic it's something that like not a lot of people know this about me but i was a lot heavier when i was younger so i still kind of have that kind of mentality when i look into the mirror i still Mm. see myself as a big person um uh and all that shit that comes with it from when you're younger you know um but then i when i in my early 20s uh i started drinking and using a lot of drugs and also being sober now and having body issues is crazy i can imagine because i I, I have to acknowledge it. I have to mm-hmm. look at myself and acknowledge it. I can't just disappear into a substance anymore. Uh, it's just not possible for me. Um, um, I was looking at pictures from a couple of years ago and I was so fucking thin, but at the time I thought I was this gigantic horse person. Um, and it's incredible. It's incredible. And so I'm so like thankful I have like a healthy body now. Yeah. I'm so yeah, I, for that. I definitely, I've been on a very similar journey in the last week because I- Well, uh, you've been on this journey for like over the last- <laughs> I've year been on a weight journey for a very long time. Well, no, but like, <laughs> but no, this is not what I'm saying. And I'm not the type of person that thinks if you're a big person, you're unhealthy either. No, uh, no, no. Some people literally are not. They're yeah. just like, that's just how your body was made. But you've been on this like trying to- become healthier in body and mind so, for a while i think so yes so what except that hey look at me vivian except that you've been on this journey and you're really doing well for yourself and i'm proud of you thank you i appreciate that i um i did however i had a moment last week where mm-hmm. um i don't think i've ever talked about this on the podcast i do i i don't claim having severe body dysmorphia but i do have some dysmorphia as a big person in a world of not Mm -hmm. big people. Um, And so in my mind, I've tricked myself into thinking I'm much thinner than I am because of um, drag and how I dress myself and and like how I see myself when I'm in full drag and things like that. It's Uh it's easier for me to be like, oh, I'm not fat. I'm just curvy. Uh Um, Not saying fat's a bad word at all because it is absolutely not. But... I looked in the mirror last week and was like, oh, oh that's oh, no. what the pandemic did to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I have to give myself some credit because no, I haven't been walking every day. In fact, I haven't been on a walk in a while. Um, I haven't been able to be in a gym. I was on a bodybuilding journey at the end of last year uh-huh. and lost a lot of weight. I was down to about 320 pounds from over 400 pounds Wow! in November of last year. Um, and then I, um, 
because of the pandemic, I started eating because eating is my comfort. That's how I de-stress. Same. Um, I'm also a boredom eater. So I that's been something I've recently really had to take into my hands and be like, I only prep meals now. I don't get to buy food off of Uber Eats. Like it's, oh my God. I have to like really, like when I'm hungry, I get water and I light my candles and I'm like, everything's happy. Everything's I, I we're good. I don't so need much. to eat. Um, yeah. But I, I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, I need to be honest with myself that I have gained the weight back. I can, however, go on a walk. Like last week I went on a walk that was over four miles and came home and didn't have any issues. Like the next day I didn't feel like tired and my legs didn't hurt or anything. Isn't that amazing? Which tells me that I still have some fitness level there, like left over. But... um. I, I am now, I got myself a scale because I was like, I need something to keep myself honest. Mm-hmm. Got myself a scale and I am back to over 400 pounds again. And it's just, it's learning to give myself grace for that because yeah. of what's been going on this year and not feeling bad about myself because I was so, um, I was halfway to my goal weight at the end of uh-huh. last year. And now I'm back to where I was and it's not a bad thing it just is what it is and i think that's what the pandemic is teaching me is learning to have grace with myself (laughs) yeah i think hopefully i mean i know not all of us are learning that right now (laughs) but i definitely yeah i've had the same i it's like i blink of an eye three months later i was like oh you gained 40 pounds Mm -hmm. and i was like whoa and I was back to um a weight like probably my heaviest weight since I was in high school and I mean we have to also admit that um our bodies respond to the situations we're in so when you're under stress even if you aren't overeating Mm -hmm. your body will retain more Mm -hmm. of that caloric intake because it's stressed out and it Mm -hmm. needs some comfort (laughs) I do not I do not however recommend eating several family-sized bags of Reese's peanut butter cups in a week. <laughs> I would buy two family-sized bags of Reese's peanut butter cup at the beginning of this fucking pandemic, and they would be gone within a week, week and a half. Not to mention all the ice cream. I mean, that makes I, me really happy, but also I, I don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> girl, I love it. I love it. I may I or may not have bought a pumpkin pie as soon as they started selling them at the store. And I like girl. cut a slice. And then by that night, the pie was gone. I was like, where, where did it go? I don't remember eating this. <laughs> I know. I know. That's how I am with ice cream still. I think I did have a change. Like you, like you were just saying, like I did have a change last week where I was like, okay, yes, this has happened. You've gained this weight and you've, it, you're, my body is little, literally sore from it too. Um, Cause it, you know, it was a lot, yeah, to, absolutely. it was a lot to gain in uh, such a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm going to stop talking. Like we're talking about it now, but I think this is a different kind of forum, but <laughs> yeah, I'm going to yeah. stop talking bad about myself and I'm going to start, mm-hmm. stop like um, n- that negative self-talk about it because there's nothing I hate worse than somebody that just complains about the same problem over and over and over again. And that's what I found myself doing. And I'm like, yeah. okay, if you're going to complain about it, you need to do something about it. And so I've started cooking again. Um, and, and that sort of thing. I mean, it yeah. didn't help, 
Yeah. Oh, I did the same thing. I started, I finally started cooking again. I was ordering out way too much. Mm-hmm. My weekly grocery budget was like 150, 200 because I was Crazy. ordering so much food. I went and I signed up with Imperfect Foods again. Like, <gasps> I love Imperfect Foods. Oh, it's it's so good. If anyone wants my code, they can have it because it gives Same. me free food. <laughs> take, take her code. It's her podcast. I'll mention my code on my podcast. Perfect. Um, you can. F- I'll put it in my dis- in the description box. Totally. But sure. um, it's great because it's good produce it's all mostly anymore like when i first used it back in seattle it was a lot of like slightly damaged or ugly things now it's mostly just surplus yeah um so it's really good product i do Um, not however recommend get any getting any leafy greens they tend to go bad really quickly they do go bad really quickly um the only leafy greens i'm okay getting are is cabbage and it's because cabbage is really hearty of course um and i'm planning on making some cabbage rolls this week which means (gasps) freezing it for a couple days and then thawing it so they get soft anyway so we have we have to get together and have dinner yes we do we do but i mean all that to say i cut my food budget by two-thirds and then it's it's mostly produce now it's not just like i feel like for me cooking just feels like another little thing i'm doing to care for myself and it's not just like i'm saving money or i'm eating better food the the process of doing it is healthier for me like it's like Yeah, I mean, especially as someone who I work from home, I'm a designer now, like I quit all of my jobs and I just make costumes for people. Um, And it it took me a long time to kind of find that balance of like, when am I just living at home and relaxing and when am I working at home? Uh And I wasn't finding that balance. And so now I'm like, every few days or so, I'm like, I'm not doing any work today. I'm not looking at work. I am just cleaning, watching TV, playing The Sims, like just reminding myself that it's okay to just live in my home and not work as well. Yes, yes, yes. Which is why they often tell you that you should not have any work in your bedroom. You should keep it in your living room or office and then only relax and sleep in your bedroom because otherwise it'll all start to... I wish I, wish I know, didn't live in New York. <laughs> uh, how are you finding being back in New York? It's not. It's not bad. <laughs> well, she's, she's. Well, here's the thing. She's not. She's not. She's not engaging in Facebook as much these days. Yeah. No, is, I'm not. Which is healthier? I, which is I healthier? Start, <laughs> I started doing what most people should do, and I now keep a journal. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best read I've heard in a while. <laughs> most people should actually do that. And I will tell you what I've started doing that most people should. Well, you don't even have to get sober, but most people should cut down on their substances. I think. And every time I post this on Twitter or something, I I get so many people who are like, that's a stupid idea. I think we should have more sober spaces for queer people. I am thinking about this hard. We I've been thinking about this. Need bars. So hard. We don't need bars. We don't need bars. Um I like bars I used... can be there, but we don't need them. 
You don't need them. Um, I I have a vision for something big. I yeah. don't know what it looks like yet, and I don't know how I'd be able to pull it off, but I have this vision. And actually, um, Xenon TV and I would have this conversation quite often, um, formerly Vivica Galactica, if you know her from Camp Wanakiki. Um, so I've had this conversation several times, and I think it is long overdue mm-hmm. uh, to have these because we not only because our bars have been such a safe haven over mm-hmm. and historically, and as they as they should be, like as it was, Absolutely. it was a safe place and it was a great thing, and we needed them. But it's so coupled with substance abuse that mm-hmm. we end up not being authentic. We think we're mm-hmm. being authentic, and I, I should say. This is a generalization, yeah, obviously, absolutely. And from my perspective, but I think we we think we're being authentic in ways that we're not. We're being we're just not being very thoughtful about ourselves or each other. Sometimes mm-hmm. uh, it's dangerous to mm-hmm. be that fucked up all the time, like. Well, and the way that that it's all structured right now, specifically in the drag community, is it creates this weird hierarchy and competition that doesn't need to be there instead of being mm-hmm. a safe place where we can just go and enjoy and have mm-hmm. fun. And I, I want to say this, and I want to try to say it in the best way that I can. <laughs> I think, uh, speaking of safety, I worry... We don't live in the greatest world for queer people right now, especially mm-hmm. currently in this com- in this in this country. I know it's far worse in other countries, but you know we've had it pretty good here, and we're mm-hmm. we're kind of in this position where in neighborhoods people are coming through and and shouting Rachel, Rachel, Fleur, <laughs> Rachel, fuck you, Rachel, Rachel, <laughs> Rachel, <laughs> Rachel. <laughs> Rachel is our other drag child. Rachel? <laughs> um, soup and Rachel. <laughs> no, V. We have three children. V, Soup, v, and Rachel. <laughs> v, Soup, and Rachel. Uh, sometimes they combine like a super drag artist. They'll just get each, on each other's backs. <laughs> and, like Steven Universe. They just <laughs> turn into... Um, so, hey, yeah, they'll come through shouting slurs, racial, uh, you know, homophobic, transphobic mm-hmm. shit. Uh, I've heard this in Long Beach, California. I've heard this is happening in the neighborhood there. Um, it was happening in Seattle before I even left. I mean, we were worried about the Proud Boys before it even was a thing on the national consciousness. Mm-hmm. And I, th- this is what I worry about. And I've seen it happen. And I'm not trying to victim shame. But hate crimes happen whether or not you're having a good time or not. And mm-hmm. and if we're like so fucked up that we can't even walk down the street and we're not asking for help and we're not being, we're not, we don't have our cliques or our mm-hmm. people with us, especially in New York, it's like, I'm gonna hop in this Uber and go fuck this person or whatever, you know, <laughs> which is, I'm, yeah. again, I'm not judging, but like. No, no, no. It's it creates a safety hazard in mm-hmm. a way, uh, you know. And it's um, hard to look after your people when you're all in that same headspace. I think we have to be more responsible for each other mm-hmm. in a positive way. Um, I think that's. I think that was always 
part of the ethos of the nobodies mm. when we were doing live shows uh, and it will be whenever that happens again um is protect each other keep your shit outside if possible if you have mm-hmm. a conflict it's not it's not here and we try to yeah. like i think we just naturally attracted those type of people though mm-hmm. which was helpful we only had a couple <laughs> times we only had a couple small incidents that were kind of out of our control <laughs> um but i think that happened because we were working outside of the queer bar industry yeah um, Unfortunately, but like, that's just what, how well, it works. I'm just, I want to see spaces that are more than just, we're going to hang out and drink. Like, I want to see mm-hmm. queer spaces that are like queer maker spaces. Like, I queer would love theater. To, queer, queer theater, like book club, queer. Like, I want to be able, circle. if I'm sitting here and sewing for hours on end, I would rather go and sew and like with, 10 other people who are all making outfits at the same time be able to show off as we're doing it and be like look what I'm making isn't this cool oh my god why are you doing it that way you realize it's easier if you do it that way like just be able to be around other creative people in creative Uh capacities with each other where we can encourage each other and grow with each other yeah it's something that I've always loved about the the like late 60s early 70s and the music scene is that they were all the reason why that music was so good is all of those people were just sitting in coffee shops with each other and sitting in the back of room of bars. Like, here's my, here's the lyrics for the song that I just wrote. What do you think? And they're sitting there working on it. Well, why don't you change this line? Why don't you do this? Like, let's perform this for each other. See what happens. And I don't uh, want to say, I don't want to like, I don't want people to think I'm completely shitting on the bar culture. No, 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 that, no. That actually still happens there. I've booked so many gigs just being yeah. at the bar. Uh, so it's it's someplace that needs to be there, but there needs to we need to expand. There there, me, there need to be more options. Yeah, can you imagine like an actual theater, like small theater space in Brooklyn to do like a one person show type of thing for mm-hmm. queens that have that talent, like Gina Tonic? Fuck. Mm-hmm. Like yes, please. She needs it. <laughs> I need one. it. You need it. <laughs> um, I need somebody to write me one. <laughs> Uh, or or, or even like um, a place that has all of the equipment to record videos for people who don't have the money to do that. And that mm, can just be queer people working together to make content. Mm, um, mm. Or There's like, so much potential for shit like this to happen. Absolutely. And I mean, sure, let's let's sell the um, the less harmful drugs like caffeine because caffeine's always helpful. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I'm good with I'm great with caffeine absolutely I'm from Seattle I've had caffeine in my bloodstream since I was born um, I, hate, like, I hate coffee <laughs> I mean there are plenty of teas with even know, more caffeine tea. than coffee I know I love tea I love that's, an iced that's tea. what my my time in London taught me is how much you can do with tea <laughs> I love tea it's so um, good yeah, but I think I think those spaces are gonna come. I don't know if I'm the person to do it, but I definitely have a vision for it, and I'm putting out into the world. Um, yeah. There's it, being in the sober community. I've met so many artists mm-hmm. that are also sober. Duh, uh, DJs. I just like would love to dance and not worry about like 
being fucked up or when my ecstasy is going to wear off or like if I'm balancing the structure of my intake correctly, you know? And honestly, I'm looking forward to a time when I can get booked by someone and have them not forget that they booked me because they were high when they booked me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It has happened so many times. (laughs) (laughs) And I like, I'll text them right like a day before the gig being like, can't wait for tomorrow. What's tomorrow. You're not, you're not booked. Did we not talk last week? Like, that was that's literally never happened to me. Really? I don't maybe, think so. Maybe people are just pretending and they just I've, don't want to book me. <laughs> no. Uh I think maybe I've done that to other people. Cause I've used to be really fucked up a lot. Um so uh, sorry if you're listening and I did that to you, but you're probably not listening to me if I did that to you. <laughs> that's fair i i just assume that everyone listening to this podcast either really loves me or really hates me and is either like sitting there taking notes on things they can use against me or are like I sitting there agreeing with everything i'm saying hope somebody hates me <laughs> i honestly okay r- real talk for a second i have okay. never met someone in my life that hates you really really like everyone I know and talk to on a regular basis, maybe I just have real good friends. Um, but like, it's always like, Berica's like the mother of New York oh. drag. Like, she's like <laughs> the one we can all trust. I love that. Um, so I take it that. or leave it, but it might just be me surrounding myself with correct people. <laughs> I, that's probably uh, partially true. I mean, I've heard that from people and I do love that title. I've, um, I always say stepmom because I'm not responsible for anyone. That's um, fair. None of us are responsible for yeah. anything. <laughs> but I am. I am. I like to take care of people. That's just natural to me. And I feel like <sighs> one thing I regret from when I was really fucked up is that I, you know, I canceled gigs. I became really flaky. This happened recently with somebody that's uh, a dear friend of mine. and And I realized I hadn't spoken about this to everyone I needed to and it came up um again and it's really something I've tried to work on in my sobriety is not being that flaky person and being available to people but also knowing when I need to take my space so um uh, mm. I'll, I'll I'll accept that the mother of Brooklyn just don't tell them about your cherry <laughs> well I mean I don't know her so that'll be easy yeah, good. Not in a bad way. I just actually have never met her. <laughs> I I have this talent of living in a city and knowing most people, and then the most famous people are the like ones that everyone knows. I've I never meet. Like, I've met everyone in Seattle except for Jinx Monsoon. Just never <laughs> ever met her. Somehow, never cross paths. <laughs> um, Not that I don't want to. I would fucking love to meet her, but. I, it's just amazing. it's a talent it's a talent of mine i'm really good at missing the people good that i want to you meet. <laughs> good for you thank you good for you i think that is actually um a self-fulfilling savior uh uh mechanism i don't know what i'm saying uh self uh, uh, uh care i don't know <laughs> we've reached keeping, the point where I'm keeping myself it. away from people who actually have some sway in the community just because like I don't want to fuck up my chances any more than I already have. <laughs> sure. 
That's right. not what I was saying. But um, I have a different experience with this community, and uh, that's why the nobodies exist. So, yeah, and that will be another podcast episode. <laughs> mm, okay. <laughs> anyway, I mean that was that's a that's a great place to leave this um, plugging session. <laughs> Follow us everywhere. Follow I'm us at- everywhere. I'm actually at the Lady Berica, T H E L A D Y B E A R I C A, everywhere. Including on everything. Yay, Venmo. including Venmo. And I'll put all of that information in the description box in case for some reason you can't spell, even though she just spelled it for you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no judgment, but no judgment. Uh, some people can't spell. Yeah, I mean, I was homeschooled so I could spell everything, but. Uh... <laughs> Oh my god. No, the best part is if you knew that I was the only time I ever did a spelling bee was in middle school and I was out on the first word makes that statement even funnier. I think you need to do a parody cover called Caught a Light Read. Tori Amos (laughs) Caught a Lot Light Sneeze, but it's Caught a Light Read. Because you have a you have the you have this ability and this artistic ability to just do a slight read for everyone. And I enjoy it. Really, I'm just good at sweeping generalizations that make people feel bad about themselves. <laughs> uh, if you I feel, learned it from my mother. <laughs> if you feel bad, uh, do s- some self-investigation. It's not Vivian's fault. It's not my fault that you felt attacked by what I said about you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. All right. We're going to leave it there. Um, All of our information will be in the description box. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. I love you. This was fun. I love uh, a podcast. Me too. And I, BTW, I did subscribe to your podcast while we were talking. So, um, oh, work, 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 work. I'm going to go listen to that now. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. Yeah, but. Yeah, but. Yeah, but. Yeah, but. Thank you for listening to Yeah, but with Vivian Gabor. Tune in next week. Same place. Same time.